Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, a Teen Mom Deep Dive podcast. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hello, hello. Teen Mom, the next chapter is officially here. Uh, before I get started, you should go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Liz Explains. Become a patron. This week I talked about some pop culture stuff, Britney Spears and those things that she's posting directed towards her children, um, <laughs> uh, the Don't Worry Darling stuff. Also, yeah, I think that's it for this week. Um, upcoming this week, I believe I'm going to have a Sister Wives recap because Sister Wives premieres tonight, if you're listening to this on Sunday, which I'm really fucking hyped about, <laughs> like really hyped about. I hope it's good. And also a Buck Wild episode. I think I'm going to drop two episodes this week. That's kind of my plan. So, you know, if not, not, it doesn't happen. But that's my plan. Come join me for the new Sister Wives stuff. And yeah, patreon.com slash Liz Explains. I have a billion episodes on there that you can listen to. Upcoming in the future, I'm going to be doing a Princesses of Long Island episode. Uh, Family Therapy on VH1. The one that Brie and Brittany and uh Roxanne were on where they find out that <laughs> Brittany is a different biological father which is wild to reveal on television also planning an episode on Beverly Hills the dinner party from hell because I recently did a scary island episode and realized it is really fun to talk about like these iconic housewives episodes um just like drop in and talk about them is really fun so yeah come join us patreon.com slash Liz explains Anyway, Teen Mom, the next chapter is here, and I do want to give a hearty fuck you to MTV for making this really hard for me to find. So first of all, I like to buy the seasons on Amazon because I like to waste money. <laughs> but it's just easy. Like, you buy the season every week. It pops up in your inbox. It's there. I don't have to worry about it. Um, all the old stuff is on Paramount Plus now, which is really nice. But for the new stuff, I've always just bought the seasons on Amazon. It's not up on Amazon. Okay, that happens sometimes. Sometimes it takes like a day or two for a new season to come on. Nope, it's Saturday, still not up on there. So I had seen people say that they watch it on MTV.com, which you know famously I don't like MTV.com because it's just like a garbage website. It's a garbage app, whatever. But I was like, okay, fine. I'll go to the MTV app and look for it. Not on there. Why the fuck is their brand new show not on MTV.com? I don't, I really don't get it. So I had to resort to getting on the Xfinity stream. Thankfully, my mom has cable still because, you know, she's an older person and they always have cable. And I went to On Demand and I was able to watch it there, but they plop in commercials in the most infuriating parts. It's kind of like people... And I'm sure I've been guilty of this, but so many podcasts I listen to just like don't fuck with ad breaks. They just drop ads truly into the middle of a sentence. It drives me nuts. And this is what MTV is doing. Not in the middle of segments, putting ad breaks. Oh, no, no, no. Cheyenne is crying, talking about being shot. And suddenly I'm getting an ad for a Republican governor in Oregon. Why am I getting ads for Oregon? I don't know. Why they haven't, like, geotagged me for the on-demand commercials, I don't know. But I'm really hoping this gets up on Amazon because, first of all, there were a lot of commercials. And you all know I'm allergic to commercials. I don't believe in commercials. They go against my religion and they go against my ethics. By the by, can somebody tell me why if I have a Spotify premium account and I go to Spotify to listen to a Spotify-exclusive podcast, which, by the way... Fuck that. That's so fucking annoying. I don't want to listen to podcasts on Spotify. I only want to listen to music on Spotify. They should let you um have like a way to toggle between like where you listen to music and where you listen to podcasts so that I hate when I go to search for music and like podcast recommendations come up like get the fuck out of here. But when I go to Spotify to listen to a Spotify exclusive podcast, riddle me why I have to listen to ads for normal podcasts. Look, I get it right. Like it's Spotify is just the, the hosting place for them. They're not like they don't really actually have control per se over the ads and stuff because it's just an RSS feed. But for Spotify exclusive podcasts, why the fuck am I listening to an ad? It drives me nuts. 
But yeah, I'm hoping that MTV gets it together, puts it on Amazon, or even MTV.com makes it easier. I don't know why they took it off MTV.com. It's so weird. But oh, there's like been a lot of drama because I recorded last week's episode a week before uh, I put it up because I went out of town. I had a lovely weekend out of town with my cute little nieces. And of course, of course, even though there hasn't really been drama for like weeks, uh, a big drama broke out, which is that they are filming the teen mom family reunion mother daughter experiment. Remember the mother daughter experiment? I actually I did an episode on that on the podcast. You still can't watch the final episode, which is wild. Kim Richards is unwell. Uh, anyway. Anyway, I can't believe anytime I hear people say that Kim Richards should come back for, to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I'm like, are you OK? Like, No, no, she should not. She really should not. OK, anyway, let's get back to Teen Mom. So they're doing their mother-daughter family reunion thing, and it comes out that there has been, like, a major fight on set. And apparently, T and Ashley got into a physical fight with Brie and Roxanne. Both family members were sent home. Um, it was obviously really big drama. I guess Brie, or uh, Ashley spit in Brie's face, which is... I don't know. There's something so fucking lame about spitting in someone's face. It's just like, it's so gross. And so, I don't know. It's just like, to me, it's just like real scumbag behavior. Like punching someone I find to be less offensive than spitting in someone's face. It's, it's like baby shit. Like don't spit in someone's face. It's gross. According to, you know, Brie, they started it, which I don't know. Here's the thing. I would easily believe that either one started it because Ashley and Brie are definitely the two cast members. I would say Ashley, Brie, and Jade. I'd put Jade in there. And then I guess if we're talking about Team Mom, Young, and Pregnant, I would also include Kayla. But Ashley and Brie are both real talk shit people. Like, they talk shit. And they also both will fight. Well, Brie, maybe not so much. But Roxanne and Brittany will fight. <laughs> Ashley and T will fight. Um, but they both love, 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 love to talk shit online. They love to talk shit snidely behind people's backs where they can, like, barely hear it. Like, they're real, real shit talkers. So I really am not sure what I believe. Jade got online and was like, it's... Brie was totally not at fault. It was 100% Ashley. I'm like, Jane, I don't believe anything you fucking say when it comes to Brie and Ashley. Obviously, you're Brie's friend. You don't fuck with Ashley. Ashley's so weird. Ashley is so weird. I'm still not over, like, her showing up to the last family reunion and being like, I don't I don't know why you guys have a problem with me. And then they show her online being like, you fat, dumb cunt. I hope you die. Like... Ashley's fucking weird and it really bothers me. So in all of this, Brie decides to out that Ashley is once again pregnant, which <sighs> Barr is currently sitting in jail. Did we talk about this on the podcast? I don't think so. Barr got picked up on a warrant. I guess he and Ashley are living in Nevada because she's going to um, nursing school out there. I'm not really sure why she would move to Nevada for nursing school. I'm sure there's plenty of nursing schools in her local area. But whatever. They moved to Nevada. Um, he got picked up for some sort of violation that he had a warrant out for. Shen, of course, was blaming his lawyer, saying that, like, the lawyer just didn't tell Barr about the warrant, blah, blah, blah. But last I heard, he is sitting without bail waiting to be extradited to California. So Ashley being pregnant by Barr <laughs> is a wild choice. It's a really wild choice. Um, famously, you know, Barr's the only man that's ever going to make a fool out of Ashley. <laughs> that's truly the funniest thing that's ever been said on Teen Mom. I know, like, Feathers in My Hair is funny. We're fiancé now is funny. But when Ashley, like, with love was like, that's the only man I'll let make a fool out of me. <laughs> I'll never be over that. But Ashley's like, yeah, I'm pregnant. Why don't you like go work on not getting an STD from your baby daddy about Brie? And I'm like, look, 
I would rather, I think, have Lewis and Devoin as fathers to my children than Barr. Now hear me out. I think this is because I would rather have somebody that I don't love as my baby's father who's coming in and out of the picture versus Barr who's coming in and out of the picture, but also like breaking your heart and possibly physically hurting you. You know, jury's out on that. Like I, for all that's to be said about Brie and the relationship relationship or non-relationship that she has with Lewis and Devoyne, like, at least they're not actively hurting and harming Brie. Um, they are all, both, all three of them, right, bar included, hurt their children. So I'm kind of like, <laughs> kind of like taking that off the table. But when it comes to like what I, I think I would want in this situation, I think I'd rather just some fucking loser that I can't stand than a man that like I deeply love that hurts me physically and emotionally. Um I, I don't think I would want that. So for Ashley to get up on her high horse about Brie getting an STD from her ex, just LOL, first of all. Your husband, the man that you married for some reason that I cannot figure out why, <laughs> I have never understood why, has decided to ignore warrants, ignore rules of probation. Like, he knows. There's no way that he didn't know. Like, that he wasn't allowed to leave the state. There's no way. I guarantee you he just didn't tell his probation and he left the state. This is not Barr's first rodeo. So Ashley's pregnant. Ashley had an IUD. So unless she got pregnant on the IUD, which is possible, you know, it happens. Uh, Unlikely, but it happens. Ashley, like, took out her IUD and, like, made a choice to get pregnant. And that, to me is wild. Barr, I'm very curious how far along she was because Barr was in treatment for a a period of time this year. We're not sure exactly when. I did just see that Shen went on a podcast and Shen is such a bad person. (laughs) Shen went on a podcast and told all of Barr's business when it came to his addiction. She says stuff like, I really love and support Ashley. Um, But I'm glad Barr went to treatment because, you know, like CPS and the cops are over there every day and Ashley enables Barr. But I stay out of their marriage like she's such a double talker in a way that would truly infuriate me. But according to Shen, Barr was like, besides the drinking, which we all know about, Barr was really addicted to Xanax and was having seizures, which is really scary if you don't know Benzo withdrawal and alcohol withdrawal are both deadly. They're really hard to get off of physically. You have to be supervised or you, sh- you should be supervised. Obviously, people cold turkey detox off of both of them all the time, but it's a really dangerous decision to make to do that. If you are physically addicted to either Xanax or alcohol, you should, and you're not going to rehab, but you want to get off of them, you should go to the hospital, honestly. And, like, people that are really addicted to Xanax, but also other drugs, can just, like, get seizures. Like, my ex-boyfriend, um, Coke gave him seizures. <laughs> it's not funny. But, like, including once he was shooting up while driving, as one does. <laughs> it's not funny. It's not funny. This was before I knew him. But, like, it's just so... I say these things, and I hear him come out of my mouth, and they just sound so so incredibly foreign from how I live my life now that it's funny to me because it just, I just like can't, the idea of somebody telling me that and me being like, yeah, that's fine. It's just, it's so wild. I can't even like get into the headset in which I like found that an okay thing to hear about another person, much less my, you know, my significant other. I think where I was living with by the time I heard this story, but He shot up coke while he was driving, had a seizure, um, drove into the side of a car, like broke his jaw. Like it was so bad. So yeah, when he would do coke, he would get seizures. It was really fucking scary. I couldn't stand when he did coke anyway. um, He was so fucking crazy when he would shoot coke in a way that I was like, I was like, I can handle you as a heroin addict, but not a cocaine addict because I was out of my school, clearly. But people who abuse drugs and alcohol, like, physically 
start to have issues even when they're not withdrawing because you're not supposed to be pouring that amount of drugs into your body. So Barr is having seizures. I guess Shen begged him to go to treatment. He wouldn't. According to Shen, she went to Larry, Teen Mom producer, and was like, you have to put Barr in rehab. You've put everybody else. Why haven't you helped my son? Blah, 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 blah. And I guess MTV agreed to pay, which, like, of course they did. What do you mean? Like, I, Shen presented it as, like, she had to go and, like, really talk MTV into paying for his rehab, which I really don't believe. I feel like I could call up MTV right now and be like, could you send me to a 90-day treatment center? And they'd be like, yeah, you want to go to the one in Texas? Like, anybody can go to rehab paid for by MTV at this point. So I was really surprised to hear that. I mean, Sean just went for four fucking months on MTV's time. Like, they sent Butch, they sent Tyler's sister. Bar's going to fucking rehab. Get out of here, Shen. Uh, I guess at first he wouldn't go. I think she said that he went and then he checked himself out, which is incredibly common for people to do. But eventually he ends up doing the treatment, which is really good. Um, It's really scary if he was having multiple seizures. It's really, really scary. And he, I guess, was sober. I, I don't know. I don't know if she said, like, where he is. She did say that Ashley drinks with him and that she really enables him, which I believe, right? Like, I mean, we know. <laughs> We've seen it on the show. Remember when she was saying last season or whenever that was, and we talked about it on the podcast when she was like, I... I want to be able to drink. Like, why should I not be able to drink? Because Barr can't. And it's like, well, nobody's saying that you can't drink. But like, if your partner, if you are actively choosing to stay with someone who is an alcoholic and they are struggling, you are going to have to make some changes if you choose to stay with them. And one of them is probably going to be limiting your drinking. It's just the reality. If you don't want to limit your drinking and that person wants to get better, you should break up, right? So I don't really know how far along Ashley is, what the deal exactly with that is. Just so, so stupid. Also, like, she was fighting pregnant. Brie was fighting Ashley knowing that Ashley was pregnant. Like, what is happening here? Also, why do they get sent home? That's silly. Let it ride. You know, let it ride. I am kind of looking forward to this mother-daughter show, as I've talked about, because I do like family therapy-style shows. Like, I way prefer them to couples therapy. Like, I like Marriage Boot Camp Family Edition significantly more than Marriage Boot Camp Regular. And T and Ashley and Brie and Roxanne are definitely, in my opinion, the families that I would be most interested in seeing. I guess April and Kate is, like, interesting-ish. You know, I guess. <laughs> uh, I guess... Jade and her mom is probably interesting. But, like, as far as personalities, they just sent the four biggest personalities home. Also, I think it's not filming because the crew is striking, trying to get... I don't, I'm a little confused because I was under the impression that nobody on Teen Mom was union. And I guess they're trying to get into the union or get MTV to recognize the union. I can't... I. I'm not totally sure what's happening, but we support a strike. Tyler posted in support of them, which is really great. Um, I hope that they refuse to cross the picket line if MTV hires scabs. I don't know how that works with contracts and shit, but yeah. I mean, we support those workers. So hopefully they get the union recognized or they get whatever they're striking for. Okay, should we get into Teen Mom, the next chapter? Let's take a little break. Because I like to acknowledge ad breaks and not just drop them in. And then we'll talk about the episode. Okay. I know I usually start with the least. Well, actually, let's talk about the format of the show. I don't like it. I don't like the format of the show at all. I This, like, Instagram live thing that they're fucking doing. First of all, stop trying to convince me they're all friends. I don't give a fuck. Like, why am I supposed to care that the team members are friends? Anybody who's still watching this doesn't care about that. <laughs> like, truly, anybody watching this is like, okay, like, we don't care if they're friends. We're watching this because we've signed a deal with the devil that we'll keep watching this until we die. What, what are we doing here? 
I, I don't need to see them on a group chat. I don't need to hear how close they are. I don't need to see them sending videos to each other in which they are. MTV is pretending that the other girls are Instagram live commenting. It's a really bizarre format. I really don't care for like, I feel like they've almost brought the fourth wall up a little bit. And the way that they're dealing with that is by like, instead of having them talk to producers, they're talking to each other. I don't think we saw any production in this episode, did we? Bring production back. Get rid of them talking to each other. I I truly don't give a fuck. Truly, truly, truly just don't care at all. So that with that being said, I am happy to see like the eight girl format in this episode we didn't see everybody. We didn't see uh, Leah, Kate, or Ashley. So I guess they're going to cycle out different storylines, which is what I assumed. I think that that's a really good idea. I like spending less time with each cast member. We don't need a full episode of all of them, you know? So I am looking... F- I'm curious, though, like, who's going to get every other week? Who's going to get every week? I cannot believe Macy's still on the show. I truly want to die every time she comes on screen. There, It's not just that she's boring. I'm starting to really actively dislike her. <laughs> like, I'm not just bored by her. I find her mannerisms to be annoying in a way that I can't fully pinpoint why. I just, I don't like her and I don't like her storyline. And that's really all there is to say. Like, I just would like for her to be off this show. So let's start, even though I usually start with the most boring, we have to talk about Shy. So I, I don't know what the fuck is going on here. First of all, why the fuck have the Ashley or Starcasm or who's the one the sun is always posting about teen moms now? Why the fuck are they not getting a police report? Can we get some Freedom of Information Act shit here? Like, what is going on? How do we know so little about this? How did this not hit the news with her and Zach being connected to it? Oh, I guess I should explain. If you don't watch the show and you only listen to recaps and you don't go on, like, Team Mom Reddit or whatever, um, if you don't know, Cheyenne, in this episode, announced that at some point in time, no dates was specified, some point in time, she... Zach, Ryder, and Ace were in the car. Ryder had a doctor's appointment and Ace had what Zach called his first checkup, which I think is confusing people. Um, I'm pretty sure he meant like his one year checkup because timeline, that would make sense. We saw Ryder's uh, fifth birthday party. I looked it up. Ryder's birthday is at the end of April. Ace's birthday is at the end of May, so it would make sense based on news articles that someone on Reddit found, I'm going to get into in a minute, uh, that this happened like in May, in mid-May. Um, I saw people on Reddit being like, Zach said it was his first doctor's appointment, so I was really listening. I had my listening ears on, if you will. And he said his first checkup, and I think he meant his like first year checkup. So all four of them are in the car, and Shy looks over And she says, what's on your face to Zach? And they notice that there's a green laser from a gun. Like if you don't, you, when you point guns at people with some guns, I I don't fucking know. When you point some guns at people, like it will be a laser. Remember when laser pointers came out in the late nineties and everybody was freaking out because they looked like gun lasers. Oh my God. I remember that summer, like not being able to go to a movie at the beach, which like we had the shittiest little four screen theater that truly every single movie that you ever saw the screen would go off during. <laughs> like the AC would break. You never saw a movie all the way through without it stopping. Um, sometimes the reel would just set on fire. The one that was upstairs, the theater that like the the screen that was upstairs had these steps that every person would fall going up. <laughs> like You always tripped on them. It was the shittiest theater in the whole world. There definitely were not ushers like walking around getting people to stop using their laser pointers. But I remember that summer of like you could not watch a movie without like a hundred laser pointers being on the screen. Anyway, <laughs> they should bring laser pointers back for kids. I'm sure they'll come back around at some point. Razor scooters came back and laser pointers and razor scooters in my memory go hand in hand. 
Anyway, where were we? Oh, so she Shy looks over and she's like, what is that? Suddenly, somebody's shooting at their car. Um, they look over and they say it's somebody they know. He has been in their home. They have pictures with him. And he shot the car 13 times. They say that everybody was okay. They have no idea how everybody was okay. Shy said the cops kept saying to her, I can't believe you're not dead. And she was like hysterical, being like, stop saying that. It's freaking me out. Okay. (sighs) Let's talk about this. Because it doesn't make a lot of sense. I believe it happened. I believe something happened. There is no fucking way Shy is faking this. She is not an actress. At the end of the episode when she's talking about this, I cried along with her. I that was real. I'm that was real. I've seen people say that they don't believe this happened at all. That's fucking crazy. That's crazy. There is no way. <laughs> there is no way they would make up a shooting. That is so people are like it's just a storyline. I'm like that is not what you make up for a storyline. Come on. Like, let's, we have to use our common sense here. They did not make this up totally for a storyline. That doesn't make any fucking sense. My question is, why would they put this on TV, this storyline, right? If they have not been identified in the press as being part of this, if this is clearly or most likely or even possibly speculated by the audience as being related to Zach and his criminal history. That's what confuses me because if I was shy and my children and I were put in a position in which we were shot 13 times in our car because my fiance, they're not married yet, right? No, we definitely haven't seen her wedding. I think I would remember that. But my fiance and the father of one of my children um, is involved in things. We've talked about this in the past, right? When Zach got arrested, it kind of came out that a bunch of stuff was going on. If you'll remember, he got arrested in the airport for violation of probation for a DUI. He has multiple DUIs. He has multiple cases of or he had multiple charges of like larceny and grand theft and identity theft. He put down a little bit, but he still took a felony charge. Uh, Last year, a woman came out on Instagram to the, you know, the Instagram pages. I don't know which one, but one of the teen mom pages and said that Zach is like a full blown scammer, that he was basically doing some sort of scam in which he got people to pay him like a rent deposit and first and last month's rent. So thousands of dollars. And then there was no apartment and they had no recourse of getting the money back. Um, is that true? I, I don't know. As far as I know, he hasn't been charged for that ever. Anybody can get on Instagram and say anything, right? I don't quite remember what receipts she had. Uh, I remember reading it and feeling like it seemed believable, but I was not like this 100% happened. Uh, She also claimed that Zach was involved in dealing drugs, which I'm like a question mark on that. I've seen some people on Reddit claim that they knew Zach and he in the past and he sold weed, which that (laughs) whatever. Um, There's a big difference to me between selling drugs as an adult like drugs, drugs and selling weed like in your teens and early 20s, you know, and like even just selling weed in general, like who cares? Like truly who cares? Um, I To me, there's a big difference between that and like selling pills or whatever. So Zach has had this kind of tarnish on him, if you will, for the last like year since this DUI arrest came and people really started like looking into his background But I don't know. Nothing that I have seen talked about online says shoot him 13 times with his children and his wife in the car. Bad. Like, that's a really serious move to make um, in a way that doesn't make any sense in regards to, like, if Zach is scamming people out of five to ten thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to go to jail for life over $10,000. 
that doesn't make sense. That really doesn't make sense. Like, you're going to jail for life for that. Like, you're getting attempted, you're getting four attempted murder charges when you get caught for that. Or you should be, theoretically, you're getting four attempted murder charges. Uh, You're going to jail for the rest of your life. So over $10,000, that doesn't make sense to me. Um, If he's dealing drugs, sure. But once again, going after him with Shy and the kids in the car doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, It's just like upping your upping your chance of being caught like so much higher. The police are going to be a lot more involved or concerned or motivated to make an arrest if baby, literal babies are killed, right? Instead of just like one random man. Like it's just going to be a big difference and it's just a lot riskier to go after someone when they're with their family. It just, it just ups your risk so much in a way that I, I, I'm like, is this person just like mentally ill? But they acknowledge that they, by the way, I'm not saying like mentally ill people go and kill people, but is this like a a case of like someone just kind of losing it and going off for whatever reason? They acknowledge that they know this guy, which to me adds to the question mark of what would motivate somebody to do this. And I want to be careful talking about this because I am seeing a lot of people be like, Zach deserved it. And I'm like, we don't know shit about this. Like, I want to make it clear that there's a lot of speculation, but everything that I have seen Zach accused of so far has been pretty minimal shit that no does not deserve to be shot at at all, right? Like, He's not, as far as we know, and from what has been, like, presented to us, he is not involved in, like, a crazy lifestyle. He's doing criminal stuff, sure, but there is a big difference between scamming people out of $5,000 and being, like, heavy into drug trafficking. Like, just your risk factor is so different in a way that, like, doesn't make sense to me when we hear this. I also don't really know how somebody like standing outside your car can hit your car 13 times and you don't get shot at all. Nobody in the car gets shot. Is he not trying to hit you? You know, like, is this warning shots? Nothing makes sense. And if it really is Zach, like if this is retribution at Zach for whatever reason, why would they put it on the show and like invite everybody to talk about it. Why is Shy still with him? If if that's the case, what the fuck is Cheyenne doing? Because her babies and her almost just got murdered over Zach. Zach? You want to be married that bad to Zach? And I mean, we know Zach is shady. He didn't have a job. And when remember when Shy's dad was like, what's your job? And he's like, and I was kind of always like, well, his job is being on MTV, obviously. But now, I mean, ever since I learned about the scamming stuff, it was like, well, maybe his job is being a scammer. (laughs) Maybe. I just, none of it makes sense. It really doesn't make sense. Uh, Everybody was kind of like, why is there no news on this? Because Cheyenne, for better or for worse, is a D-list celebrity. When Zach was arrested, that was on TMZ, right? When he got arrested at the airport, that was on TMZ. It was kind of like, how is it possible that a reality TV personality could get shot at 13 fucking times and it's not in the news at all. That doesn't make sense. And I agree with that. It really doesn't make sense, especially in LA with the LAPD involved to uh, anytime anything ever happens in LA, an LAPD officer calls up TMZ to let them know, basically. You know, like it just... It feels confusing. So somebody on Reddit went in and did some work and Googled, I guess, shootings in L.A. in May. Like, they were doing some investigative journalism and popped up a shooting that happened on May 13th or 14th that involved a family of four in a BMW, which they drive a BMW SUV, Um. In the video itself, which I'm going to post on my Instagram, you can see 
a Prius that was crashed into. And they talk about the fact that their car crashed into another car. Um, in this video, you can they show the bullet hole markings in the car. And they show the letter, like they show one that has the letter M on it. So if they are identifying bullet holes in the car by A, B, C, D, E, M is 13. And that's 13 shots. Um, there's like a bunch of articles, well, not a bunch, but a few articles on this shooting that are a little conflicting. Some say that it was just like a mother and child. She's 25. The baby is a baby girl that was two. The mom is shot in the stomach. The daughter was shot, but everything is okay. No life-threatening injuries. Um, the ages change, which I think doesn't necessarily mean much because Sometimes with this type of reporting, um, that's just like, I'm not, I think local journalism is amazing. Please don't, I'm not saying that local journalists are like sloppy, but this like very quick reporting, we know that like facts about ages can get a little mixed up. This video um, that I'm about to play, it's like a minute long. To me, it happened a mile from their house, 13 shots. Four people, including a mother, a father, and a boy and a girl, child, in the car. The thing is, they say that the mother was shot in the stomach and that the child received injuries. I don't know if they specifically said she was shot. Cheyenne does get surgery at some point. Um, They show in the preview for this season, like her being loaded into a stretcher. I'm wondering if she had complications from the shooting. I'm wondering if she doesn't want to tell the truth about everything because Ryder was hurt and she's worried that if they admit that she and Ryder were hurt that way, the audience is going to lose their mind, which like I think they would and I think they probably should if that's the case. Um, This news report does say that the police believe that this is gang involved. Which, like, you know the shooter. He shoots your car 13 times. Yeah, that that sounds gang-related. I But, like, I don't think Zach is in a gang. It just, none of this makes sense to me, honestly. Like, none of this makes any fucking sense. I feel really fucking confused. I really feel like the emotions behind what Chai is saying on the show are very real. I don't believe she's a good enough actress. She is... Like, the way that she's talking about the trauma rings very true to me. I just don't get it. So let I'm going to play this video just so that you can um, get an idea of, like, what the news was saying and why I think that this is probably it. But also, like, it really might not be it, right? I just think that this person, hold on, I need to give them credit because they did a really good job looking all of this up. It's user Buttersquash33 and then a user named... Uh, Atlanta 8 found this specific video after Buttersquash had found the news articles of the shooting. Um, By the way, like, Starcasm posted this, like, I know they always, tabloids always rip off, like, Reddit and stuff, but they didn't even, like, they don't even give, like, a footnote of credit. It's so crazy, but here, let's play the video. With bullets, a woman and a two-year-old child are hit, and the hunt is on for the shooters. It happened on 56th Street near Western Avenue in L.A.'s Harvard Park neighborhood. CBS 2's Jeff DeWitt is live with late-breaking information. Jeff. And Pat, we are in front of LAPD's 77th Division. It is important to note that this police station is the most impacted by gun violence in the entire city in recent months. And here is the latest example. Our chopper was above the scene over this dark BMW SUV. Police were called here to the 1700 block of West 56th Street just after three this afternoon. When officers got there, they found a woman in her 20s suffering from a gunshot wound to her stomach. She had been inside the parked SUV. There were two children in the back seat. The woman, who's the children's mother, was taken to a hospital along with a two-year-old girl. Both had been shot, both listed in stable condition. Their injuries are not life-threatening. Here's what the LAPD has to say about what led up to this shooting. Uh, the information we got, it was a walk-up shooting. Uh, it's an ongoing imp- investigation right now, and they're working on leads, so I can't give you specifics in regards to the investigation. But detectives are on scene, canvassing, and they located uh, casings. 
Detectives also tell us that there was a man in the BMW who was the driver, and they say that that man is the children's father. He was not hit. The second child in the back seat, who was a boy, a one-year-old boy, was not hit either. Detectives believe three to four men were seen running on foot from the shooting, and right now, detectives believe that this shooting was gang-related. We are live in South LA. Jeff Nguyen, CBS2 News. So, does that feel possible and accurate? To yeah, I mean, it it really does. But also, like, was Shy shot? Was Ryder shot? Like, if that's true, what is Corey doing? If I was Corey, that's also my question. Like, I've seen a lot of people be like, "Well, is Corey concerned?" And I have the same question. Like, is Corey concerned that his daughter was involved in a shooting that was part like? I mean, regardless of the motive, we know that your child's mother knew and associated with this man that put 13 bullets into a car your daughter was in. Are you, what are you doing about that? I mean, I know Corey and Shai co-parent very well, but what are you, what are you doing about that? Are you doing anything about that? That also makes me kind of think like maybe this was random and actually nothing to do with Zach and this news article doesn't have anything to do with the shooting. I don't know. I just don't know how to feel. Also, like, the court case of it all doesn't make a ton of sense. I've A lot of people on Reddit were like, well, why wasn't the guy arrested? I'm like, well, if they went to court, they're in court in this episode, then I think that he was arrested. Um, we're not really sure what was happening. We, we as in me, but also... <laughs> The attorney on Reddit, Lizard Justice, who does an incredible job on writing up all of the legal matters regarding um, Teen Mom, I definitely suggest you go on the subreddit and look for her posts. If I bet if you search like Teen Mom Reddit Lizard Justice, it will come up, would be my guess. She's written a ton of really good posts and great. She happens to be a criminal defense attorney in California, so she has a really good knowledge of the criminal justice system in California. Obviously, it's her career. And she's like, I don't really know why Shy and Zach would be at court, um, why they would be coming face to face, because if it was a preliminary hearing, they probably wouldn't be involved. Because I was like, well, is it a preliminary? Well, first I was like, is it an arraignment? And she's like, it would have been a preliminary. And I was like, you're totally right. I'm glad the lawyer's commenting. (laughs) Because although I have a degree in criminal justice, I forget a lot of the terms. But I actually have personally seen witnesses testify at a preliminary hearing, uh, including one for my ex-boyfriend that I went to and the victim testified. But usually it's just cops that testify because it's just easier and moves it along. And most, especially in a case this serious, most preliminaries are going to go. You know, like a preliminary hearing is basically that the state is presenting that they have enough evidence to go through a trial. There's a word for it, prima fascia. Basically, I think it means on the face, like that you can just present like enough evidence that it's reasonable that this charge is justified against this person and that you can go to trial. So I think it's pretty fucking rare that anybody ever gets out of charges at a preliminary stage. But I like it could have been the preliminary that got continued because Shy go Shy Zach and her parents go to the courthouse, um, and Shy is like really scared about seeing them, but they say it got continued afterwards. They're all at the house. Our Kyle's there too, and they're just talking about like Shy is just like I want this to be over. I'm so tired. This is happening so long, and Shy's really upset. And I thought, like, this discussion on trauma was really interesting. Margaret, her mom, who you guys know I love, was like, you know, the ancestors were really looking out for you, that you're all okay and you're alive. And Zach is like, I think Zach says it, like, you know, he, but he took so much from us. We're so scared every time we leave the house. They say, um, I feel like he didn't kill us, but he took so much from us, which I think is a really good way to discuss in like being attacked violently attacked um her mom i i thought this was such an interesting conversation between someone who maybe doesn't quite understand the traumatic effect of being involved in something like that but really has a lot of love and empathy for the person that's talking and like wants to help them because her mom is like 
but you you can't you can't give him more yes he did that yes but you like you can't let him have control over you basically which i think is a really common reaction that people to give to those in trauma it makes sense right like i we just want you to be healthy and happy and we don't want this to like ruin your life and Cheyenne is crying and she said and this is when I started crying (laughs) and I might cry talking about it right now because I just thought it was like so poignant and really sad and I thought really expressed trauma very well but she was like I have tears coming out of my eyes by the way right now (laughs) she was like we I'm not giving him anything he took it from us and I was like yes Cheyenne yes like I that was just such a clear, concise way of summing up what it feels like to go through something so traumatic and what it, I thought like it was a really good way for a person who's been victimized to explain to a person who hasn't been victimized what that really looks like and feels like. Um, I think I'm really interested in this storyline. I'm really interested to see where this goes. Uh, Cheyenne did post about a month ago on her Insta story. Someone said, have you been sick? I'm praying everything is good now. And her response is, I wasn't sick. I had to have surgery and I'm recovering well. It's hard to answer some questions because it it will just lead to more questions. And I would like to explain everything from the beginning. So we just have to wait for Teen Mom to air. That will explain everything. So I'm curious if she had to get a surgery related to the shooting I don't know. I guess we'll see how this plays out. I get why people don't believe this, right? The story is really off the wall. It makes no sense that this didn't hit the news, at least hit the news with her name attached. 13 shots and nobody's injured. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, you, I watched this and I was like, what? Like, way, way, way more questions than answers after watching this. But I believe something absolutely happened. I do not think they would get on TV and lie about that. I just think that's so outrageous. It's the idea that they would do that is so beyond outrageous. I just don't see that happening. I'm hoping that as the season unfolds, we'll find out more. I'm hoping that one of these fucking tabloid sites will do something good for once in their goddamn life and get in the court and find out some sources and find out like the name of the shooter so we can get some fucking information on this. Um, the Ashley, like, what are we doing here? The Ashley posted and I was like, oh, finally. And it was just a recap of the episode, basically, of everything they said in the episode. I'm like, so why did you post this? For what? Why would you post this? Um, I'm definitely curious to find out how involved Zach is, if Cheyenne is reevaluating anything. Um, you know, I will say, like, if this happened in May, it is only currently September and Cheyenne just went through something like really, really traumatic. And if it is Zach's fault, yes, she should have left immediately and taken her children because Zach has now put her children in literal mortal danger, right? Like they are so fucking lucky those kids didn't die and that Cheyenne didn't die. But on the other hand, um, they just went through something super fucking traumatic together, super scary together. Cheyenne is clearly having very serious PTSD effects from this, as one would, And it wouldn't shock me um, if she stays with him for a little while and then eventually leaves over this. I think that people oftentimes have like one or two type of reactions to something like this where it's like immediately it's like, all right, bye, get the fuck out of my life. And the other reaction is like kind of to grow closer to them because you've just been through something so traumatic together and your brain like can't wrap around the idea of leaving your partner it, I mean, I. it's really similar to being in an abusive situation, I think. Um, you're, you're not, like, instead of, you're, you start to look for comfort in the person that hurt you or was responsible for you being hurt. And I think that especially when you're in such a fog of trauma, it's, like, really hard to separate fact from reality. Like, really hard. And so while we're sitting at home and we're like, what a fucking idiot. Like, this man got your children almost killed. Like, what are you doing, dum-dum? Um, I think where shy sitting is like, I I don't think she can look at this rationally, would be my guess, is as to what's going on right now. If it is true that Zach is the reason that the, this happened. And if that is true, I hope that eventually she comes out of the fog 
and is able to recognize that this man is dangerous. Um, I'm just hesitant to say like it's 100 percent Zach's fault or that like this is absolutely retribution for Zach, because like I said, I just don't I don't we don't know anything about Zach that explains somebody shooting their car 13 times with his children and wife in the car. We just don't. That doesn't make any fucking sense to me. So I'm really in a wait and see. I do think that new story that I played for you sounds right. I wouldn't be shocked if this is gang related. I wouldn't be shocked if this is all back to Zach. But I am withholding judgment at this time. The lack of empathy around this, I find super concerning. Here's the thing. Even if Zach is in a gang, even if Zach is scamming people, what like even if all of this is happening, one, he doesn't deserve to die. Two, his wife doesn't deserve to die. Three, his children don't deserve to die. And so even if all of that is happening, I'm still going to have empathy for the situation. I think a lot of people have trouble with empathy. (laughs) There's an alarming lack of empathy, in my opinion, around this uh, subject. And I do think part of it is probably race related. I think that a lot of viewers are really hyped to be able to call a black man a gang member. Um, Not all, like, I'm not saying that everybody who has that reaction is like based on race because we do know he has a shady history but if this was if he, if Zach was white would people be a little more like hesitant to put the blame 100% on him i yeah i think they would i just don't think we can have this conversation and like not even acknowledge that race plays a a big part in this in the way that we're going to view this situation but i am just really worried for Cheyenne and the kids and Zach if you know if Zach is completely innocent in this like I worry for him too so I don't know I hope they're in therapy and I am looking forward to seeing what else they have to say about this okay let's talk about everybody else which truly nothing happened in this episode like if this is teen mom's attempt at being like this show guys it's gonna be good they didn't do a good job I did see that Ashley reported that this was like their lowest watch episode ever, which, yeah, I think we'll get two seasons of the next chapter. I think we get like two-ish more years of like Teen Mom content on MTV. I mean, I've been thinking the show would be canceled for the last five years. So why? I like I keep seeing people be like, this is the year. And I'm like, well, (laughs) every year seems to be the year. And yet we're all still here. So you know, we'll see what happens when it happens. But this was not outside of the Cheyenne stuff. I'm like, this is what you have to give us. Really? This is really what you have to give us. They did show us in a preview some interesting stuff. I am looking forward to seeing Leah and Jalen. They show a scene of Leah talking with, I don't know, her friends. And they're like, have you even thought about what it means to have a black child? I'll be interested to see that type of discussion. I guess they're all together when Roe v. Wade gets overturned. I would definitely like to see all of their opinions on that. Cough, cough, Macy. Uh, You know, Macy, for somebody that has done all of this activism around PCOS, doesn't seem to be taking a real public stance on Roe v. Wade. And yes, Macy, I know you used to give those abstinence-only talks. It's time for you to come out because having... Like, PCOS and endometriosis is so inherently linked to reproductive justice. And if you want to have, like, recognition for a reproductive health issue, you also have to be supportive of abortion rights. That is just, they are so intrinsically linked. You cannot have one without the other. Um, Anybody who has, like, a serious reproductive health issue deserves to have the right to decide if they're going to have a child or not if they get pregnant, you know, and how that will affect their body. And that's such a major issue. And Macy has been, as far as I've seen, mum, mum, mum. I mean, Macy doesn't post that much on social media except for those fucking, what's it called? Those, like, clickbait things that she's probably making millions of dollars on. Uh, By the way, she's like, Bentley wants social media. I'm like, you've already made an Instagram account for Bentley and you have that generating like clickbait titles about his dad. So, (laughs) okay, Macy, let's talk about Macy. Her uh, like her segment is so fucking stupid. We are supposed to be like in shock and awe over how busy Macy's kids are. We see the schedule on the big whiteboard and I'm just like, 
this is too much. They have nights where all three of them have games. I am so uninterested in ever living a life like that. I'm sorry. Like, not that kids can't have activities, but like having all three of your kids like on travel teams, mm -mm, that would simply not be for me. They talk about the fact that they want to have a date night. They're like, we want a date night. We want a date night. So they tell the, they sit down with the kids one night and they go, we're going to have a date night. And Jade's like, where are we going to go? And Macy's like, nowhere. Bentley's going to watch you. And I'm like, okay. Bentley's 13. I, I don't know if I have like a warped perspective on this because I was such a latchkey kid. <laughs> And I was staying at home alone with my brother by the time he was 10, I'm pretty sure. But third, I mean, I was like fully babysitting at 10 and 11. 13 to me seems way old enough to be able to watch your two little siblings while your parents go to dinner. Like, that doesn't seem weird to me. Um, Obviously, like your 13-year-old shouldn't be babysitting your kids every day. But I would leave a 13-year-old alone with his siblings for two hours like that I I didn't really know why this was supposed to be such a big deal you know I was like okay they set up hidden cameras around the living room and instead of going out to dinner they go to the like the outhouse thing the garage thing that they have and they just watch Maverick be bad <laughs> they go back and Macy's like, I had so much anxiety about this. And really, it's she does kind of reflect. She reflects on this. And I thought it was interesting. I think really what she's flipping out about is that Bentley is 13 and very close to the age that she was when she got pregnant. And I think that watching how young Bentley is at 13 is really giving her perspective as to how young she was when she got pregnant, which I'm sure is like really true for most people who have children as teens they, I think you get like a warped sense of what your life was like. You know, you felt every 16 year old feels more mature than they are. Then Macy's always done a really good job with raising Bentley as far as we've seen. She was all in on parenting, you know. And I just, I can understand how like seeing your 13 year old and being like, wow, I started having sex two years after that is really like jarring and really gives you new perspective um, but like, it's not a big deal for your 13 year old to babysit. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not. For a couple of hours, the kids aren't babies. Like, let him turn on TV and let them all sit there and watch, you know? Like, turn on whatever fucking show they're into. That I was gonna say Dragon Tales, but it's not that. The kids love, my nieces love some dragon show. But like, turn that shit on and let them watch and be back in two hours and they won't even move. Oh my gosh, when we watched um, The Parent Trap with my nieces, we wanted to show them a live action movie because they've never really watched live action movies. They're just not interested in it. They only really care for cartoons. The oldest is nine. She's in fourth grade this year. They're nine, eight, six, and three. So they're like, the, the six and the three-year-old are now watching like completely different TV than the eight and the nine-year-old. And we wanted to introduce them to like live action stuff. And we watched a Parent Trap, the Lindsay Lohan version, obviously. I don't think we could have sold them on the Haley Mills version, even though I really love that version because it was like my mom's favorite movie as a kid. So we watched it a lot when I was a kid. But it was really cute. They really liked it. Funny enough, like the six-year-old really got the jokes the most because I think she has the best sense of humor out of all of them. But it was just like really cute. We made a whole list of movies that we're going to watch. I think the next one will be It Takes Two with Mary Kate and Ashley, which is really a Parent Trap situation just like a you know a little spin on it identical strangers instead of identical sisters but yeah it was really it was really cute and I'm really looking forward to it I also Parent Trap holds up like really well like really well it's um there's definitely like a couple that I was like Ooh, but for the most part Sometimes when you watch these old 80s and 90s movies, it's like, oh, my God, they put this in a kid's movie. This is so offensive. But The Parent Trap really doesn't have that for the most part. So if you have kids, I recommend. <laughs> okay, so that's it for Macy. Amber is Amber. It's Leah's birthday. Gary convinces her to invite Amber, but she seems okay with it. She seemed a little hesitant, but she seemed happy Amber was there. 
One part I was really confused about at Amber's, like, when Amber gives Leah the gift, she goes, Bubby and I picked that out. And I was like, oh, her brother was involved in it? That's nice. And then she goes, he wanted to give you one of your his toys, but I said no. And I was like, is she calling James Bubby? She's... <laughs> but that's what she calls her brother. That's too confusing for me. Amber's segment is just a lot of... um. I'm sad. I'm trying. I want to be with my kids. My kids are my life, but I made mistakes. Really just a continuation of everything that we've seen. I am looking forward to her losing custody on TV, though. That will be. I mean, actually, technically, she gained custody with that order because she now will get unsupervised visits, which she has never had since the arrest. But obviously, him living in California makes things harder but also at the same time it's like yes it makes things harder but like you're rich and don't work a traditional job like you can go to California whenever the fuck you want honestly she could move to California and it would be no big deal and then just fly home to see Leah once a month because I don't think she sees Leah more than once a month anyway she should just do that I wonder if she's back in the house now that Andrew's moving out of it she's still in that rental Okay, Amber is like, I'm the best mom in the world. You know her thing. Okay, so in Bree's segment, uh, we find out that she won the lawsuit, which was great. She is telling her friend about the deposition and is like, you know, it's weird. They, like, didn't ask me about the case. They really only asked me about, like, Javi and hanging out with Chris. And as I've said the whole time, this was a lawsuit so that Kale could find out if Bree fucked Chris. (laughs) Kale spent hundreds of thousands of dollars because Bree says at that point she's in over $100,000 into that lawsuit. Didn't Kale end up paying her like $150,000? That's so... I will never... I'll never, ever, ever, ever be over that. Bree decides that she wants to fill or have a party and she invites Jade. Jade comes to Florida and she's like, oh, by the by, I invited Janelle. And Jade is like, well... You know, Janelle and I have had words in the past, but it will be fine. I'm like, okay. The fact that Janelle's going to be on the show is really very funny to me. Um, I know in the past I've been like, bring Janelle back. But at this point in time, I'm really not interested in Janelle being on TV. As long as she has anything to do with David, I don't think she'll ever be enjoyable to watch even in a bad way. I think David just like sucks all the life out of the room. In a way that makes her really bad reality TV. So next week will be the party. Really, like, nothing happened in any of these segments except for Cheyenne's, which, to me at least, it seemed like so much happened. I mean, we (laughs) they were almost murdered. Uh, Jade is basically just giving us an update on Sean. Sean looked so good. I was so happy to see Sean. He looked bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. He, it's so crazy what a difference it is between like before he got sober I'm so happy for him uh they are talking about getting engaged again which they do and I'm wondering how many times you can get engaged to the same person because they're at at least 22 you know like engaged 19 times like that that's what this is how many fucking times can you get engaged um but I do think that this is probably the first time that it's like made sense for them to get engaged I'm happy for them they both seem happy and in a good place. Uh, I'm curious if Jade has, like, worked on any of her shit. But they seem calm and happy. And I, I hope they are because I don't think either of them are bad people. I think they've both gotten a really hard hand dealt to them in life. And I would like to see them do better. By the way, Jade posts stuff that I've seen of her hair, like the hair work that she does. And it's really bad. <laughs> Like, really bad. Like, I would not go see her. But, yeah, that's it for this chapter of Teen Mom 2. Not Teen Mom 2. (laughs) Teen Mom. It's the next chapter, but, you know, really, it's the same old chapter. I'm going to post that news story on the Instagram, feathers underscore pod, so that you can look at it. I I just want to be clear that, like, my Instagram is a dictatorship, and I will be deleting comments as I see fit. I know that this is going to be a controversial topic and I just ask everybody to keep it cute. You know, if if you're type me out and you think, I don't think Liz will like this, just don't even type it because I'm going to delete it. (laughs) 
I my my Instagram is not a safe space for people to say whatever they want and it never will be and I don't want it to be. So anyway, come to Patreon, patreon.com slash Liz Explains. Let's watch Sister Wives. Christine leaves Cody. It is, I just need to say this. It is insane to me that Cody has been on TV for 12 fucking years at this point, And he seemingly has zero clue how he comes off to the audience. That's incredible. How somebody can lack so much self-awareness. It's amazing. But anyway, I will talk to you guys again next week. I'm definitely going to cover the next chapter next week because we didn't see half of the cast and I want to see more about what's going on with Shy. And then from there, we'll decide where we go. Actually, I think that next week I'm off because it's Rosh Hashanah and I'm going out of town. Um, So just a heads up the weekend of the 25th. I think that is two weeks. Wow, I can't believe Rosh Hashanah is in two weeks. I'll be out of town. So you're not going to get an episode that weekend because I'm Jewish. You know, <laughs> Rosh Hashanah is the Jewish New Year, if you did not know, and I'm going to go be with family, so I won't be doing an episode, but next week we'll definitely be doing the next chapter, and then from there we'll see if we want to go every other week or what the deal is. But anyway, love you all. Have a good week. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Solid Listen Network. Find me on Instagram at feathers underscore pod.